So good afternoon. Um, I am your host Chanel. This is a Black Hippie Lounge. And so today I want to talk about a post that I saw um, that kind of correlates to um, this book that I've been listening to. I listen to audiobooks and it's about like generational trauma in the sense of like emotionally available and unavailable parents and how that impacts you as a child and then as an adult. So to give credit to the name of the book, um, let me just go back. The book is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents by Lindsay Gibson. And like I said, I've been listening to it on audio and it's been really great so far. Um, and so just a, upon like scrolling online, I came across a post that was discussing like generational trauma and how it impacts the next generation and the how it shows up and things like that. So I'm going to talk about it. It's from Instagram. The page was my mental health space. And so it's, I'll just kind of read it off and then discuss it. Um, but again, it's, it's an intergenerational trauma. So it was like first generation, second generation, third generation, first generation will be your grandparents. Um, there are some examples like war, natural disasters, colonization, poverty, patriarchism, um, physically exalting work, cultural genocide, rape, famine, violence, domestic violence, immigration, oppression. Those are things that um, our grandparents potentially have experienced and um, that impacted their parenting style, their behavior, their narrative, and epigenetic changes. So that transferred to gen second generation, which would be our parents, primary caregivers. Um, so some things that they, some traumas that they may have experienced, um, immigration, discrimination, racism, financial stress, loss of a primary caregiver, aggression, sexism, unemployment, acculturation, PTSD, identity, identity loss, domestic violence, untreated mental illnesses, that's a big one, um, repressed emotions, that's a big one, um, addiction, that's a big one, abuse and abandonment. So uh, again, those things impacted their parenting style, their behavior, and their narrative. And so it comes down to people like me and you, um, but it doesn't have to be just me and you, because people of all generations listen to this, but um, it goes down to the third generation, which would include myself, the children, you, um, things that we experience, anxiety, depression, perfectionism, anxiety, again, burnout, addiction, people pleasing, emotional numbing, identity issues, codependency, attachment issues, relationship issues, CPTSD, low self-esteem, approval seeking. And I think a lot of that just stems from not just your, the generations before you, in their parenting style, but also because we are a part of that time um, with uh, social media and how that impacted the, like how people view themselves and mental health and anxiety and things like that. So um, those are like the three generations that we're going to talk about in the intergenerational trauma. And so uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of what it says like under her message before I get into the defining what intergenerational trauma is. So um, opening spaces to understand what intergenerational trauma, also called generational or multi-generational trauma, is and how it affects further generations and is passed down. 
Um, please note that the examples in the post are, of course, not complete and oversimplified. So what is intergenerational trauma and how is it passed down? So intergenerational trauma is when trauma is passed down through generations, not only affecting the person who experienced the trauma, but also the next generations. Um, this occurs when a parent experienced, for example, adverse childhood experiences, which are also like called ACEs, racial trauma, discrimination, war, natural disasters, a lot of things that I mentioned before are forms of trauma. Research has shown that the trauma experienced by, um, like, for example, refugee, residential school, Holocaust survivor, um, impact populations for generations after the traumatic event. And research is still trying to understand the mechanisms of the transmission fully. Um, but it has been shown that the trauma is passed down on different levels through the way parents behave and raise their children, but also through epigenetic changes. And so um, I definitely believe that like you can pass down trauma, even um, not just through your parenting style, but like the mom herself. Um, it's been shown that when a woman is pregnant with her child uh, or children, like it's very important to not be stressed. It's important not to experience trauma during that time because it can be passed down. That's just how the body is made and how it works. Like you literally pass down things like everything that you experience, your child is experiencing it with you. So it's very important to maintain like clarity and positive experiences, especially during your pregnancy, but also throughout like being a parent because it impacts your children and yourself and the way that that child is um, not only raised, but just like how they, what the type of person that they become as an adult and the, the various forms of trauma that they may experience um, while, you know, being raised by the parent. And so um, I think it's important to talk about because I think that especially in, um, I would say in the black and brown community, like there's a lot of generational trauma um, that is experienced and um, it definitely plays a role and impacts how we, we interact with one another, how we view ourselves. Um, and so you know, intergenerational trauma is not necessarily something that people purposefully try to do. So, you know, I, I don't think that our the parents are trying to do it. It's just a lot of it is like survival mode and just learn like when you the way you're raised, um, that's all you know. And so as adults, you get into the world and then you're trying to figure out like, do I want to continue using the strategies and the way that I was raised or do I want to explore something else and upon exploring it I think that that's kind of what we people of my generation are doing is like we are exploring other ways to parent ourselves and to raise ourselves and to interact with one another in society and so I think that sometimes we do need to be given a little bit more like I don't want to say credit but at least some more leniency as far as like us even trying to do that because it's it's not easy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think um, that 
you know, like credit can be given for that. Right. And so I think that also credit can be given, um, just to the, the generations before us also, because they obviously experienced certain things that we didn't necessarily experience in our generation. But at the same time, like at the end of the day, everyone has experienced some form of trauma. Um, every generation the the gen our generation currently the generation before us and the generation before them and before them and for them it's kind of almost inevitable to avoid that but the point is like what are we doing with the with the trauma are we just kind of sitting in it and letting it impact our lives or are we using it as a stepping stone to like make some changes and i think that that's the difference between the generations especially the second and third generation is that um I think that like when it says about the first generation being your grandparents, I think that they were very much in survival mode and very much still experiencing a lot of traumatic things. Um, again, every generation has experienced traumatic things, but their trauma was very different from what we were experiencing today and what our parents experienced. And so um, that's to not be like discredited like they experienced some very traumatic things and so their I think that their mindset was survival of just getting out of that and how to um take care of our parents and so our parents in turn I think that again not all because every family was different but um just like a basis of like how they've studied parent people who were raised in the 70s late 60s 70s and the 80s right um that there were great times, but there was also times of trauma because whether it be with, like it said, like addiction and things like that and how it impacted the homes and impacted someone's childhood and how it impacted their mentality and then what they chose to do with that and how they chose to um, deal with it. And I think that a lot of the times, like people of our generation, we are very much more open to doing um, trauma healing in forms of like therapy and just uh, like in therapy, not just like one-on-one -on -one conversations, but all forms of therapy. Like we do a lot of herbal therapy and just things like that. And just different where I think that we're a little bit more open to explore things of, of, and try new things versus like the coming from the generation before is like, they kind of just know this is what works. This is what we used to do. And they just go with it. And um, it's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but they also could benefit from just exploring other options and like expanding and realizing that there's another, there's other ways to handle things. And um, I think that the most important factor of all of this is that understanding that for each generation, like our parents, our grandparents and ours, us who are now becoming parents and when we become parents and stuff like that is how, do, how we handle things because I think personally, like using the excuse of that's not how I was raised or that's how I was raised is not really suitable to to continue on the trauma. And even if you're not doing exactly what your parent did before you, if you're still like enforcing some form of trauma on your child, it's not like you don't get like, oh, well, at least I didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, but you're still doing something. So that's to be explored and that's to be you know, um, addressed. And again, nobody's perfect. No one's saying that there's ever going to be a generation that doesn't impose some form of trauma because some of it is just unavoidable because we can't avoid like ours is our, our generation. Like we have, we had 9-11, we had, uh, COVID, we had, you know, um, the wars, we had all that stuff. 
and it's still stuff going on and there's still going to be probably more stuff going on. And those are really impactful things that like transformed uh, the way that the world is. And um, I think that I know I can really say like during COVID, I think that it was easy for adults to be like kind of focused on themselves in terms of like, oh, well, you know, this is impacting me to go to work or I'm not having work or something like that. But also I think that a lot of times just from at that time I was working with kids, I was working in the high schools and it wasn't even really highlighted that like, this is affecting the kids too. Like I can't imagine being like, yeah, it was, it would be quote unquote, like a dream to like, oh, we don't have to go to school. Like we just can work, do our school work from home and like be virtual but at the same time you're in a developing stage in life where you need that social interaction physically and like to see your friends and to interact with your friends and hug your friends and hang out with your friends and to just have that basically swept from under you and having no real deadline of when that would end and if it would end and it's still just how it changed things a lot of people didn't get to graduate like the way that everybody else graduates, like they're doing virtual graduations, not getting cap and gowns, not walking. So things like that, like some people might not view that as trauma. It's like, oh, that's just how life is. But like at the same time, no, that is kind of traumatic, not traumatic, but it's a form of like change. And it's a, it's a result of trauma, if that makes sense, because of the way that COVID impacted things, um, you know, a lot of people didn't experience some things that you can't go backwards. Like it's just like prom. Like if you miss your prom, you can't go back, you know, like typically you can't, um, graduation, like they're not going to hold another graduation. It's not the same. So once you miss it, you're, it's done. And those are the things that a lot of people, um, in our generation, well, not my generation, but the younger ones, um, experience. And so, um, I think the point of that is just what I'm trying to say is like highlighting it. I think that we as a society, society and especially like parents I think what the the post is saying is like to be able to acknowledge that there are there is trauma because I think that sometimes too that's something that parents to have a hard time doing I think that when you aren't dealing with your trauma it's very easy to not acknowledge your child's trauma um and say well you know you didn't experience what I experienced so you you're fine right or um and, and while that might be true but if, even if they didn't experience what you experienced, thing don't discredit what they've experienced too, um, and how it has how it could impact your child, um, especially within adulthood. And um, like I said, the book that I'm reading, like it's very great because it talks about just how um, what it looks like to have emotionally available versus emotionally unavailable parents, and then also how it impacts the child and how there's it's not just one way, like your child could end up, there's a variation of ways that a child becomes, um, from growing up in a fam, in a situation like that with parents like that and how, how they present themselves in society. And then also the types of trauma that they experience based on their personality. And then also how they handle the trauma. And then also <laughs> how as adults, they, um, either heal that trauma or if they, inflicted on others like their other children that the children that they end up having or just in relationships and how it shows up in relationships and how it shows up within themselves and how they choose to to deal with it so it's a very great book but also it's a, it's an interesting topic to discuss because um like I said it's 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 a very big thing um and 
yeah so just to go back to my post i do want to read the other part um so some forms of like healing generational trauma may include acknowledging the trauma breaking the silence denial and neglect asking questions and having difficult conversations which i think in black and brown communities like families that's not always easy i think i think that a lot of times things are swept under the rug and neglected and you're just kind of it's not even our fault like it's not even your parents or your grandparents fault it's it's it goes way back to just like how again like terms of survival like slavery and things like that like you think about like our ancestors were being raped and like you you could have a baby and your baby's getting taken away from you like you don't even know what your baby looks like or you didn't even get to hug your baby or kiss your baby or the the chance to breastfeed your baby nothing and like the baby is gone like you have no way of tracking where your child is and that's extremely traumatic and I think that um you know, for a woman and a man, like, or just having your manhood be like stripped from you and tested and you have really no way of, of, um, like protecting yourself or your family as a man. And so that you see it in our society and like our family dynamics of how throughout the years and the different generations, like how it impacted us as a, um, a race. Right. And so, um, again, like my point of highlighting all this is like saying like, it's not necessarily like, I'm not saying like, oh, your parents are this or your grandparents are that. It's just more so highlighting how we, our generation can make a difference moving forward, like for the next generations. And our grandparents, if your grandparents are still alive, they could still make changes. Your parents definitely could still make changes. It's really like at the end of the day, any form of healing of trauma is up to the person. If they want to heal, they want to receive that type of help then they should definitely do it but it's really up to the person um so some other examples of healing generational trauma is creating a new community showing vulnerability that's a very big one and I think that that's another one that our grandparents and our parents sometimes can struggle with um speaking up against injustice I think that's something that all our generations have done but I know that at least I've experienced it in my generation um being a part especially during COVID 2020 like Black Lives Matter like getting out there and protesting and like speaking up and like even using the podcast to use to speak out against injustice and have different topics that discuss the injustice and bringing on guests to talk about it also so just using various forms of platforms to do that um, learning healthy skills setting boundaries very important healthy communication skills healthy coping skills expressing your feelings thoughts needs and learning emotional regulation skills so those are just some examples of ways that you can heal generational trauma um, and then it says that connections are life we are through connections we learn through connections we hurt through connections we understand through connections we heal through connections we grow through connections. We thrive through connections. Connections are life. And that's very true. Everything is connected <laughs> and everything is about a connection and a connection can either be, I think that no connection is bad or good. I think that most connections can be both because there's always something to learn from them. And it's just the fact of whether you are learning from the connection or not. And if you're not only learning, but taking, understanding the lesson and using it to your benefit um, to, to heal. <laughs> 
And so it says, when we heal and grow, we heal for ourselves and for so much more. It is not only our lives that are changing, but also the lives of our families, our children, our friends, and our communities. Like ripples, it spreads throughout our families, communities, countries, and the world. Healing and growth is really about changing the future of humanity. Um, and I think that's very true. I think that we have a long way to go, I think, with healing. I think we've done a lot of healing, uh, more so like personally. Um, and like sometimes through family stuff, but I think there's still a lot more work to do in that aspect. But again, I think it's all about whether people are open and vulnerable and if they're willing to um, not only, I think the biggest thing I've learned uh, I think when it comes to healing, um, especially in families, is that like you're, if it starts with the grandparents, right? And if the grandparents might have done things that your your parents um, were affected by and received some form of trauma from, and maybe throughout their childhood and adult and parts of their adulthood, they felt like that trauma was not acknowledged, whether and acknowledged in terms of like actually saying that, yes, this happened, but also like apologizing for it. And I think that also not just apologizing for, but making some changes, like seeing your grandparents make changes. But I think that the biggest thing with that is like the apology is almost not worth anything if the person that's receiving the apology is not willing to accept it and then move forward from it. Because I think that sometimes when we face trauma, it's easier to say like, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. And I always get the apology, but what do you do after you get the apology? Do you still hold on to the trauma or are you willing to let it go? Because if you're not willing to let the trauma go and you're still going to hold on to it and make that almost a part of your identity, it defeats the purpose of the person apologizing. And it's still going to affect the next generation because you're still holding on to that again like I've said in many episodes and I've done an episode it's called pack light you know it's it's very true when you hold on to baggage you can't go far if you have things weighing you down you can't go far and not just physically but as a person like you can't develop far if you keep on holding on to the, all these traumas and I'm not saying to not say that doesn't exist and to not acknowledge it but well, I know for me, I've experienced in my life and I'm sure other people can, you know, agree is that, you know, I was going to get an apology for the things that happened to you in your life, whether it be from your parents or from other people. And, and that you get, you get two choices. You can either sit there and sulk about it and say, this happened to me, this happened to me and not do anything and prevent your own self from moving forward and growing. And, and I feel like in that sense, you've given the person way too much power over you. Or you can say, you know what, I deserved an apology, but I didn't get it. But I'm going to apologize to myself, my younger self, my inner child, that I experienced this and that it, it happened and that I wasn't aware of how to avoid it. But moving forward, I'm going to make different changes and make better choices and different, you know, do my best to prevent something like this from occurring. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to generational trauma, too, is like not harvesting on this idea of like this person is supposed to you know, apologize and make things right for me. And they were supposed to do this, but it's like, there's, unless somebody else on this planet knows of, there's no time machine. Like you go back and now your parent or your grandparent or whatever can fix whatever happened, like whatever happened, happened. And I think that again, we have to remember that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes trauma has to occur to birth something out of you. Um, that would, that probably would not have came out of you 
if the trauma didn't occur. And if it didn't come out of you, then maybe you, your child will birth it. So um, just understanding like your power and the, understanding the power of trauma that could be positive and negative. I talked, we talked about that in the last episode um, with Sheree, like how sexual trauma and stuff like that, but how you can take the power. And I think the biggest thing is like what you do with your power when it comes to trauma, because again, trauma is almost unavoidable in all aspects. And we as people learn how to deal with trauma and what how deal with it in a way that works for you and your healing. So I hope this was helpful. I'm going to post the things that I read off and I'll even post like a screenshot of the book because I'm almost done with the audiobook. I think I've like I said I've I've, it's, I've been killing it. It's really great. Um and it's about like emotional immaturity in your parents and how it impacts you. Not just emotional immaturity, but emotional maturity, the like the difference between the two and how it impacts you and your siblings and um as a child and as an adult and just um how to really heal and understand why your parents do the things that they do or they behave the way that they do and why their parents behave the way that they did and so on and so on. So I just felt like it correlated with this topic and I thought it was interesting and I'm sure other people, um, some listeners, you guys will agree that it's important. And I, actually, it's crazy because I saw one of my listeners, um, she was talking about a similar topic on her TikTok and I was like, okay, wow, like this is definitely something that I can record. So Again, I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope everyone has a great rest of their weekend. Um, and as always, if you haven't already, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. And I have Facebook. All the names, it's all the same, at Black Happy Lounge. And um, as always, meditate, manifest, invest in you. And take care.